0: Welcome to the Voice of Retail. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc. This podcast is brought to you in conjunction with Retail Council of Canada. In this episode, I explore the latest trends in technologies in retail loss prevention with my guest, David Almasi, Vice President Canada and International Markets at 3SI Security Systems, the world's leader in asset protection systems, including their state-of-the-art GPS technology. We talk about modern organized retail crime that is plaguing retailers both before and during the COVID era. And explore how the focus on employee and customer safety, asset recovery, and connectivity with law enforcement across the country creates a powerful defensive and offensive force for retailers.
1: This is where our sort of our monitoring piece comes in. As soon as these devices are are taken, and again, there's protocols around that depending on each retailer. Sure, sure. But then, but basically, an activation happens. From there, our, our monitoring center, you know, takes that map activation and works through a protocol. So whether, again, that be through corporate verification, whether that be ultimately, you know, getting to the police, we then work directly with, with law enforcement to track uh, via GPS.
0: Let's listen in now. David, welcome to the Voice of Retail podcast. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm great, Michael. Thank you very much for having me. Well, thanks for joining me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. It uh, looks like you've got a, a great career uh, in and around loss prevention, so lots of experience uh, for us to draw on today and, and uh, very interesting. It uh, sounds like some interesting tech at, at uh, 3SI, but uh, let's jump right in. Let's um, uh, tell me about uh, yourself, first of all, uh, your background and your role at 3SI.
1: Yeah, thank you very much again, Michael. So my role at 3SI is I am Vice President of Canada and International Markets. Uh, so obviously that obviously includes Canada. Uh, I obviously take out look after the Caribbean, Mexico, Latin America, and we have some dealers as well into the Australia and uh, New Zealand uh, area. Okay. Um, my background: I've been in security for about know, eighteen years. Um, Worked for some very large companies, so General Electric when they were in the security industry, ADT, uh, Stanley, uh, mostly in Canada, but do have some global uh, experience and expertise. Joined 3SI about nine months ago, and you know have loved the experience so far. It is a great organization, really taking what I've learned throughout my career which has primarily been on the product and on the system integration side and really melding it both together as a direct to end user uh, uh, company you know we we really strengthen that product around the whole entire solution so it's been very exciting so far in my tenure
0: so for you it was an opportunity to uh, you know continue your strong background in in uh, loss prevention but also to uh, to take that at different steps, so to speak, and being that direct to, to client versus through uh, VARs or through resellers or that kind of stuff—is that, is that
1: exactly? That, that's correct. Yes, we we especially in North America, we do we, we go direct to uh, we go direct to end user. Uh, as we get uh, into the uh, outlying areas, we do work through some uh, sure. local distributors. Uh, but yes, obviously in North America, we we do deal through or uh, direct to end user.
0: All right, perfect. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, 3SI, the origins of the story, the origins of the company, the origin story, uh, where you operate. You just told me a little bit about that, but um, you know what what what's the speci- what's your speciality, and uh, what makes the organization different? And I guess in in a short way of saying, what what attracted you to them.
1: So, yeah, 3SI is about uh, 50 years old, and actually we're celebrating our 50th anniversary here in 2001. Uh, The good news on the Canada side is we've been in the Canadian market more than half of that time as well. Uh, So that was exciting to me to join a well-established organization. Um, Really leading in advanced security solutions for asset protection and recovery. Um, A lot of people are familiar with us because we really... You know, we really were ahead of the curve and really started the commercialization of the dye and ink staining products, Mm. Um, you know, for people who have, uh, you know, watched movies and you see the bad guys open up uh, the bag of money and, you know, ink. Uh, yeah. activates
0: or turn you know, into blue running, smurfs or something exactly
1: exactly or they're running down the street and there's smoke emanating from their bag of money that's that's really where 3si you know initially started with that sort of yeah. technology and what's really interesting you know to myself is that technology is still you know well established around the globe yes we're moving into gps and we will we, we'll talk about that um, but that technology the, the dye and the ink stain is still being used you know, across Canada, across North America, and around the globe. You know, as again, when when there's a criminal activity and someone gets stained, or as I say, running down the road with a with smoke coming out of a bag, you generally get noticed, and, and it is a deterrence, that's for sure.
0: Well, and and you you mentioned one thing that uh, I'm sure we're going to talk more about, and that 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 idea of recovery. So that's an interesting piece, and I guess that ties into the whole gps component but tell me a little bit about uh, so you've told me where you are, where you work and, and you know 50 years of of experience talk about the recovery side of the business uh, and how that uh, how that fits into the strategy
1: yeah we will do so that that started to really come more about as we got into the gps side of the business so that's in the you know about 15 to 20 years ago and that's also where we started to move into the retail side of our our business and, and not just being more on the financial side um being with uh, being with GPS uh, allows us to uh, to tr- not only just track uh the object and the criminal uh, but allows for us to then liaison with with police uh and respond for the ultimately the arrest and the recovery of the product uh, and hopefully the the GPS device as well we um we're looking at over almost 200,000 locations worldwide and that's you know really sort of our 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 portfolio of our solution sort of branches across, where we work with the product itself, whether that be, say, you know, a purpose-built, you know, vessel for whether it be cash or, you know, mobile phones, tobacco, and a myriad of other products. We also have generic uh, GPS types of solutions, but where really it really, you know, sort of the rubber hits the road is, We have a monitoring center that's tracking all of that data. And then we have a law enforcement division that works with almost 9,000 police uh, organizations across North America that, you know, specifically when these types of crimes happen, we work with, we direct them to the criminals because of the GPS technologies, and therefore we get to the arrest and recovery side of our business.
0: Well, that that makes you different, right? That law enforcement piece. Talk about that. Is that law, you know, former law enforcement professionals who kind of create those uh, connections with police forces uh, around the world, by the sounds of it, and then help with the investigation? Or are they really fostering the connection, uh, the, the handoff connection? Tell me a bit about how that works.
1: Yeah, so it it really encompasses a couple of the things that you mentioned. So first of all, uh, yes, it's it's in general... Ex law enforcement uh, personnel who've come to work for 3SI, we feel obviously it's very important that they know that side of the business okay. and how to liaison and partner properly with police organizations uh, across North America. From that, they have a sort of a, a multi, multiple uh, components to the role. Uh, number one is obviously from an education perspective. So it's not only educating police departments on what 3SI does. Um, so the 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 GPS, how it works, you know those sorts of components. But we will work directly with them on potentially sting operations with the police themselves. So mm-hmm. placing trackers into you know different retail um, organizations or in d- different retail verticals, uh, if if there is a specific uh, you know problem being identified. What we also do and which works really well is we ensure. That every law enforcement uh, division knows when there is a three SI customer and solution being deployed, mm-hmm. you know, anywhere across North America. So what I mean by that is, it could be in, you know, it could be in Toronto, Sault Saint Marie, Edmonton, wherever it may be. There's obviously a, po- a police department that looks after that jurisdiction. If we're coming in with whatever product, and it's not just the product there's usually some sort of protocol that goes along with that product. And what I mean by that is if something happens, i.e. it's taken out, it's it's been activated, there's some sort of protocol that goes along with that, i.e. police are notified right away, i.e., um, we make sure it's a verified. So we work with the LP or the security department of the organization to uh, to ensure it was a, it's a verified crime. That yes, it wasn't sold to a customer. Oh, it wasn't knocked off the shelf on you know on you no know, by accident. It's actually a crime. So we work through all those different scenarios and inform and educate that police jurisdiction that if you receive contact from us from this specific vendor. Or, or retailer this is the scenario that you're 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 bound to uh you're, you're walking into right exactly <laughs>
0: yeah, know what they're so, getting into yeah it, right yeah, yeah
1: no exactly so it's 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 very wide ranging in how we deal with it but this close re- relationship ties back michael into what you're talking about with regards to you know the apprehension and recovery because police know who we are because they know who are what our products do they're well versed well educated they know that when they get contacted, it's not a false alarm, it's not like a, you know, we see it's not like a car alarm going out in the street and everyone ignores it. Something's happened, they need to respond. And that's why we're we're in the 75 to 80% range of apprehensions and recovery, um, you know, over the last, say, 15 years that we've been tracking that sort of data.
0: Well, I guess it allows you also to, to pick up on the trends and it's a good segue to me for me to ask you about what you're hearing uh from retailers, what you're hearing from the clients. I you know, I know I, I know speaking to retailers that uh you know customers are acting up in stores, but I, I don't have a clear idea of is crime up, down, or sideways during the COVID era? I mean these are you know in some municipalities, some places where I am today. Here in Toronto, many stores are closed, but that doesn't necessarily mean things are simmering down. Give us a, a perspective about what you're hearing, what trends you're hearing from your retail customers.
1: Yeah. So just to, to touch on what you had mentioned, unfortunately, when you get these, you know, these life changing events like COVID, it, it affects how, how crime you know, works and how it's activated. And, and we are and retailers are you know, seeing an uptake in, uptick in these type of events, unfortunately. And what's really unfortunate about it, and we're seeing it as a trend, you know, not only across Canada, but across North America as well, is that they're starting to be getting into more, you know, greater violence and brazen theft theft activity. Mm. You know, we're starting to see, you know, zip ties being used, you know, just forcibly removing, not, you know you know, not taking something, putting under their coat and walking out. It's swiping a whole row of something potentially into a cart or a bag, running out, knocking people over. It's it's just getting you know, more and more violent.
0: Yeah, we we saw, we saw that in the before time, like before COVID, right? Because I guess the, the thinking was that uh, I'm just going to make such a big fuss and uh, I'm going to make the employees just back up and, yeah. you know, and just, you know, act out violent or genuine violence and then, some understanding about you know retailers want to keep their employees safe. So I guess it's it's kind of trying to um, you know trying to it, it's not new. In other words, it's not new to the COVID era, right?
1: I would say not. Um, it, it's been escalating unfortunately over the last few years. But as I mentioned, we are seeing a bit of an uptick mm. uh, on the on, on the on the crime side, and especially on the ORC side of it as well. Mm. That uh, you know, unfortunately, we're seeing we're seeing more and more instances of violence uh, as well. Is, is, there,
0: is, is, is there anything you can pinpoint that would be unique to the COVID era? I think, I guess there's more unemployment, for example, but that would create yeah. more um, more need or opportunity or however we want to characterize it. But is there anything specific? I mean, I think that uh, many customers are wearing masks. That may make <laughs> it more or less difficult, right? It's funny, when yeah. you used to see a customer walking in a store with a mask on, it was immediately... Uh, you know, draw your attention. Now we're going to have to deal with that for years. It's just normal. It's, it's, exactly. It's normal.
1: Well, you hit on two good points there. Exactly. Right now, yes, unemployment is up, you know, so so people are unfortunately looking at, you know, criminal activities. Second point is no longer is it, you know, uncommon to view someone with a mask. As you mentioned, everyone's wearing one. It's mm-hmm. uncommon not to. And I think the third uh, component of that as well is, and it comes back to you know the employee side and also on the security guard side how you actually deal with you know something happening has been changing over the last you know few years yeah. you know you 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 people are telling they don't want their employees to you know react to you know a criminal and potentially hurt themselves you know even you know, I as reading last weekend on the CBC, there was conversations around how what type of force security guards should be using. So all these different sorts of components that now that there's question marks on whether they should be apprehended, how should they should be apprehended is starting to see that uptick in crime because they're feeling people you know they can get away with it. The brazen attempts just seem to be more and more increasing over this last year.
0: And that and that mask piece is important, right? Because a big part of preventing Uh, theft was, you know, making sure that you're not anonymous, right? That you'd be acknowledged. I mean, that's part of of operation, right? Acknowledge every customer, you know, for both the reasons of making sure they feel welcome and also making sure they feel known.
1: Exactly. And as well, you know, so taking it just, you know, a little bit off the security side as well, you know more and more retailers also want want to they, they don't want to they want to make sure they have the appropriate controls in place but they really need to have that convenience nowadays mm. you know if covid's taught us anything it's you're now ordering more online your you know curbside pickups mobile payments you know all these sorts of uh, you know contactless interactions are happening so having security guards standing around having you know higher uh, dollar items in behind cages where you have to go find an employee to go back and open up the kit. These things just retailers are just looking at this and going, we can't do this. It's not convenience to our customers anymore. So they're looking to try to find ways. How do we merge the, the appropriate controls to that you know contactless interactions at the retail level?
0: Well, that's such an interesting point, right? Because retailers, and I think even more so in the post-COVID era, will look to remove friction from the buying experience, right? But exactly. as you say, that, that often means, you know, the product is out on the counter. It's out from behind uh, where it's uh, safest, I guess. So if that's one thing in terms of a priority you're hearing from retailers, can you think of any others, a couple of other priorities that they're saying, listen, here, here's what, what my big priority is now and what I think it's going to be moving forward?
1: Yeah. From what we're hearing from LP uh, personnel as well is that they're actually, you know, being asked to be in lockstep with the business to help remove that friction and increase sales. So it's not just let's, you know, stop shoplifting or maybe stop the bad guys. It's Hey, Mr. or Mrs. or Ms. LP person, um, how do you help me increase sales? How, how do you help us improve profits from the right shoppers you know, and, and help us build that better customer experience while still mitigating you know, the risks right, of, of, of those bad actors? So the, yeah. L, the LP team is, is now being asked to do much more from a functional perspective mm-hmm. other than just, quote, unquote, catch the bad person.
0: Well, I I tell you, in my career, and I I was with Hudson's Bay back in uh, the late 90s, you know, lots of uh, experience in retail. LP, in my mind, has moved from being very tactical to being very strategic, particularly now. Let's talk about, um, listen, there's lots of things that are in stores that help prevent uh, theft and crime. But uh, let's talk about this, you know, this GPS technology. Why is it a better way? Why do you think that's a winning solution? Uh, What can it do? And uh, let's, let's unpack that for a bit.
1: Yeah, you bet. Well, I think we've covered a lot of uh, a lot of ideas, Michael, and I think a lot of the ideas is, is where the GPS you know, technology really, uh, really hits home. So from a 3SI perspective, you know, we we break up the retailer really into five zones. Right. So that's the interior back, you know, the storerooms, those sorts of you know, locations, the interior front, which is, you know, your general public, your brand reputation, you know, entry and exit as zone three. You know, exterior transport, and then the community side of it as well. So, if we take a look at those zones, that's really where three SI and the GPS technology really, you know, starts to bear fruit, right? So, we're being able to, and the key word here is covertly um, embed products in those first few zones. So, whether it be in the storerooms, you know, in the in the in the back, or even up front, as mentioned, you know, we have. Purpose built products that blend, you know, identically, you know, into, you know, certain customers, you know, retail environments never know they're there. Criminals don't know they're there. And it works very, very well from, from that perspective. You know, we also then work back on the entry and exit side, right? Is how are we actually protecting the retail staff, you know, as we're coming in and as they're, and as they're working together with the, um, with the GPS technology, it's not just about you know alarms and you know sending off buzzers, but really sort of keeping them out of the fray, right? And keeping you know keeping them as safe as possible. And as we mentioned, you know keeping personnel safe is a big, big uh, win organizations.
0: yeah. Uh, Un- unpack so. that one a little bit for me. So for, you know, for the listeners who may not be uh, so experienced in understanding LP. So tell me, tell me, you know, unpack a couple of those things for me. So what is it actually, you know, what is your technique? What does the product uh, do? I know it's GPS, so you can yeah. locate it, but tell me how it keeps employees safe.
1: From a high level, keeping employees safe. So this is a lo- what we're allowing to ha- have happen is really having the criminal come in and, and take, you know, the devices that are there, we're not trying to sit there and stop them um, and have employees, you know, you know, go and try to tackle people. If they know the GPS or devices and they're already interspersed, you know, into, um, you know, the devices that may be there, criminal comes in, takes a handful or sweeps a shelf, the device is in there. So therefore, the the actual store personnel aren't going to be chasing them out, you know, into the street and trying to do something. This is where our sort of our monitoring piece comes in. As soon as these devices are are taken, and again, there's protocols around that depending on each retailer. Sure, sure. But then, but basically, an activation happens. Right. From there, our our monitoring center, you know, takes that map activation and works through a protocol. So whether again that be through corporate verification, whether that be ultimately, you know, getting to the police, we then work directly with with law enforcement to track uh, via GPS. Where that person's going where you know how it's you know how they're moving and ultimately you know get the police to the location
0: I, I can see how that would be uh, so beneficial particularly around ORC right so you could see clusters of your devices come together and you can follow a movement of them so you can really get beyond just the petty uh, the petty crime and really get into the the heart of the matter which of course we know is retail or uh, organized retail crime right
1: yeah, you've hit some, you've hit a couple of great points, Michael. And and yes, we've actually have seen that where we've actually had ORC, you know, groups, you know, do simultaneous crimes, and we've seen them in our tracks actually converge into a centralized location. Um, it, it's, it's very interesting to to watch and see. What we've also found is by us tracking this, we then get to when when police are involved, we we definitely see, and we see all the time. You know, when we actually get to the criminal um, location where there are multiple um, devices, not only from us, but we're seeing, you know, thefts from other stores. Sure. It's, sure. it's almost it, 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 we're almost talking 70 percent of crime now is in that ORC. So it's wow. very inside of it. So it's very important. You know, for us to continue down that road and work with our customers, because we may just be tracking it from a store that's our customer, but may end up seeing where this criminal or this criminal organization has hit four or five or six different stores. You know, and, you know, the the uh, the product is at that location when when the police go for apprehension.
0: Right. So it's it's good for the whole uh, the whole retail industry. David, one of the things you said and touched upon, I wanted to come back to is community. You know, you talked about um, you know behind, uh, behind and in front of, in front of the customers, but you touched on community. How does that play in? And, and tell me a little bit more about that and, and your technology and your solutions and, and all that stuff.
1: Uh, yes, Michael. So when I talked about the five zones that 3SI tries to impact, you know, zone five is community, and it's really about the safety uh, of the general public and, and the brand reputation of the retailer. Uh, itself as well, you know why you know we we've been talking about you know over our time here about arrest and recovery is precisely about that whole community side of it, creating safer communities and safer shopping environments. Quite frankly, right? right. The where we're looking at it, so when these when these you know criminals are, are apprehended, it, it really creates you know across the community. You know, good feelings. So what does that mean? So it, it creates good feelings for the retailer itself. Hey, someone just can't come in and steal things from us. It creates good feelings about the staff. So I, I'm a staff personnel. I work there. Someone comes in. Hey, they were caught. That makes me feel safe. Somebody's that got my back. Somebody's good. got my
0: back, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: I think it, it, from the whole community itself, that, that sort of word, you know, gets out that these things, you know, criminals are coming to these mm-hmm. this location. And they're being caught. They're being apprehended. This is a safe shopping environment. And I think, lastly, and I just want to tie it back to our our uh, our work with with law enforcement. We need those good those, those good stories for law enforcement as well. That something happened. You know, the the retailer called the police. Police came, apprehended the criminal. Good news story for the police as well. So that and that's why that, that whole community of our sort of Zone Five is very, very important. That right from you know the retailer itself, all the way through the staff, community, and the police. It's all about good feelings, you know, and good things happening.
0: Listen, it's 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 such interesting stuff from you know dye you know color things that blow up in people's faces all the way to this high tech GPS. Uh, you know, it sounds really slick. Where can uh, where can retailers? Uh, go to learn more and how do they get in touch with you and and how do they uh figure out what's the next steps
1: yeah so definitely uh get in touch with us obviously via via web uh, and social media so 3 com is our website uh we're also uh you know through linkedin uh and twitter uh as well mm-hmm. and and on our on our website you can dig into a lot more uh you know, detail. We have white papers that can be downloaded. Um, and, case, and, and, studies. And case, case studies. Exactly. Yeah, I saw some case, case studies. Exactly. Case studies. Yeah, some really, uh, some really interesting uh, ones. Obviously, we, you know, we can't be uh, quite as overt as uh, as some of our other, uh, as some of the other security companies, and say this is who we work for because yeah, yeah that sort of defeats the purpose. Yep. But yes, there are lots of white paper and uh, and case studies on our on our websites. You know, who we partner, uh, who we partner with from a uh, 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 retail, law enforcement, financial side, organizations uh, that we're part of. Uh, and also through them, you can get in touch with uh, myself or anyone you know in, in North America through either our info or our, our sales uh, and marketing uh, links there as well.
0: Yeah, well, sure. And, and send me your email address. I'll put that in the show notes because uh, I know LP professionals know that uh, – uh, you're just scratching the surface when you're going to websites for companies like yours, right? Because uh, really, the, the key information they need to know is is delivered one to one, and which is what keeps the integrity to the process and, and uh, keeps the bad guys uh, on their heels and uh, you know not being able to figure out all the uh, all the things you're doing to counter their things, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, listen, thanks for joining me. It's an interesting conversation, uh, really an important element of retail, and, and I really appreciate you joining me and sharing some of the what you're hearing from retailers and, and some of the new technology you're bringing, uh, bringing to the market. So thanks so much for joining me on The Voice of Retail. Well, thank you very much, Michael. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Voice of Retail. Be sure and follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy podcasts so you don't miss out on the latest episodes, industry news, and insights. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating review, as it really helps us grow so that we continue to get amazing guests onto the show. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc, president of Emmy LeBlanc Company, Inc., and if you're looking for more content or want to chat, follow me on LinkedIn or visit my website at EmmyLeBlanc.co. Until next time, stay safe, have a great week.